You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The ANZ Premiership Netball has welcomed back fans now that we're in orange. What great news that is. Uh, there's some big games uh, over the weekend, and the competition continues to ramp up as teams fight to get healthy again and make up for lost time. Of course, they've been ravaged, some of them, with COVID as well. While the Mystics and the Steel uh, sit atop the table, uh, the Stars and the Pulse not that far behind. Uh, well, in fact, the Pulse are, are just one point behind third. The Stars have got a bit of ground to make up, but uh, they're getting there. They're getting there. And someone who has loved every minute of it, uh, commentated a lot of it, uh, run her, her eye across uh, pretty much every pass, uh, has been Storm Purvis, of course, uh, former uh, Silver Fern, uh, host of SENZ's uh, Netball Centre Pass as well, Sky commentator. My God, you're a busy girl. Do you know what? I think this has been up there with the busiest week of my life. I'm a real yes man. Like I just say yes to everything, and I never regret it as such, but I kind of look at my calendar and I'm like, oh, yep, okay. Good thing I love netball so much, Smithy, because you're right. I can talk about it all day, and that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we've got 20 minutes worth of uh, Storm Purvis right here and now as we uh, look at uh, one of the features of last weekend's, of course, was uh, the Southern Steel looking pretty good uh, and knocking over the Mystics and what ev- uh, effectively was a, a top-of-the-table clash. Yeah, I mean, I heard you, you were kind of introducing the table there at the top, Smithy, and it, it's a bit hard to read into at the moment because, yes, the Stars have some work to do, but they've only played three games thanks to COVID. The Mystics mm. and the Steel have played six. So we will definitely see that table um, be shaken up quite a bit over the next few weeks. So keep an eye on that. But you're right, in terms of form, I think Mystics and Steel kind of were looking like um, that being, you know, worthy of a top-of-the-table clash. And it was fantastic to see the Steel get the win. Um, You mentioned crowds were allowed back in the stadiums, and we all know that Stadium Southland is nicknamed the Fortress for good reason. Um, I think they, you know, it's so cliche to say, but I really think they were the eighth man for the Steel in that match on Sunday. And um, just way back in round two, uh, last time these two teams were in Invercargill, the Mystics beat the Steel by 20. So a really outstanding turnaround from the Steel, and um, it's something that they're becoming incredibly known known for doing, Um, just being able to really shock teams when it matters and and get up when it matters. They were playing for the Georgie Salter Memorial Trophy. It was Mm. their captain, Shannon Saunders, 150th match for the Steel. So... They just have a knack of getting up for these big occasions. And um, I was down there working on the game, and it was fantastic to be back in the fortress supporting the Steel. Central Pulse, uh, they really look like, uh, for I saw the, the latter stages of that match, and it was almost as if they were in cruise mode. That was comfortable over the Magic. Yeah, look, the, um, the poor Magic are in a bit of a state at the moment. Um, they're really struggling with that wing attack position and, and we talk about sometimes in netball wing attack kind of being your playmaker, your first five quarterback if you will in a, in a team and at the moment the Magic just don't have 
um, a solid option in that position, and it's really showing out on court. The Pulse, to be honest, even though they, they did win that game by about 13, I think they won't be too happy with their performance. It was a bit scrappy, and I think you um, pointing out that they were in cruise mode was probably a fair uh, assumption there and not something you really want at this stage of the season. Um, good on them for getting the win, and they are still looking like a mighty fine prospect for the finals, but if they are going to play like that against the likes of the Mystics or the Steel, then they might be in for a bit of a shock. So that was probably the ugliest game of the round. Um, but, you know, across the court, the Pulse are just so strong, and if they can keep their seven together, they are ones to watch out for. Well, the Stars, of course, as you've pointed out, have been so affected. Uh, they haven't really got any momentum into their season, but um, they are, as you say, um, with what you've seen so far, trending in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they are probably the team that has been hit the most by COVID. Um, they've now got four games in 11 days to try and make up for the fact that they have missed out on so many games in the round. So they've got a hectic couple of weeks coming their way. Um, but I spoke to Kitty Wills on Centre Pass last night um, on the show and, you know, she's actually quite excited about it. They're a fit team because um, there's no one for being a hard taskmaster and setting those standards um, in terms of fitness in her side. And she thinks the team just needs momentum. And they had a great win against the Tactics over the weekend. They're playing the Tactics again tonight, which will be an interesting match, a little midweek netball fix for you all. So that'll be great. But um, if they can come out of these next couple of weeks without any injuries and with at least three wins, then, yeah, um, for me, it's Stars Pulse Mystics at the moment. Um, it's a bit early to tell. We haven't seen enough of the likes of the Stars to really know if they're worthy of being up there, but their roster is strong, and the three games that they have played, they've, they've played really well. Is that the same Kerry Wills that suggested on Centre Pass last night that uh, perhaps you should suit up for a milestone game coming up for the Stars? <laughs> is that the same Is well, that the same Kerry Wills? That's the same Kerry Wills. She was my coach when I played my 99th game, I guess, for the Stars. Um, and when the season got called off, thanks to COVID, I was about to play my 100th that weekend. And she was just really gutted for me. She's such a great coach in the way that she cares so much about her players um, as people. And she's really, really emotional. So she's been saying that for years, Smithy, that she's going to get me out there and it's going to happen one day. But look, I think we've been, I feel like we've been talking about this for like three weeks now. I just need to put it to bed. Yeah. It's not going to happen. How cool is 99? Okay. It's a cool story, right? <laughs> what about what I've always thought about is uh, as a, now you've become an analyst uh, and, and to some degree a critic how you'd go getting back on that court with the level of sledging and the ribbing that would be going on directed in your you know your way there would be a lot of it I think I was um, quite young when I retired so a lot of the girls I was playing with and, and are now good friends with are still playing out on court um, to Pius Elby Rickett who plays for the Tactics She's a shooter, so she would be my direct opposite. Um, she really, really gives it on court. So there was a game floated about where I might have suited up for the Stars against the Tactics, um, and I'm glad that that didn't end up happening because, yeah, I'm not too sure how I would go. It's been a few years. I'm not as fit, can't jump as high as I once could, so she probably wouldn't need to say anything because she'd just smoke me on the court anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, t talking of comebacks... There was a, a, a comeback of sorts with uh, Jess McLennan making her return to Elite Netball. Uh, Watson's doing her ACL back in 2018. That's a cool story. It's a really cool story. She's actually done both her ACLs, her left and her right, and she snapped an Achilles uh, throughout her oh. netball career. And she 
probably been retired for about four years now. Um, and of course, she was just mould back when she was playing. Um, was part of the Silver Ferns wider squad, didn't quite get her cap, but has just been a real sort of servant to Canterbury Netball once she moved down there from the north. Obviously, the mould's name up north is a, is a strong one. So um, she captained the tactics. She's obviously stayed fit because she looked incredible. Um, she's had two kids since then and came on and played really well. And I think we've seen a few kind of fairy tale stories like that, obviously seeing Liana Debrain return for the Magic a few weeks ago at the ripe old age of 40-something. Um, that was incredible. So all these girls that are doing it, Smithy, I think um, <laughs> after watching them come out there and play amazingly, look amazing and just be so fit and fast, I'm pretty happy just to take a seat on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, well, you'll be taking a seat on a lot of action this weekend, uh, and there's a heck of a clash looming uh, on Sunday uh, between the Mystics and the Stars. And that is a game that I will be calling. So I'm stoked when I... I was stoked when I found out that I'd been put on that one because two of my old teams, I've played for both of them. Um, the Battle of the Bridges, we call it, is always a great game. The girls really, really get up to that one. Um, a lot of them are ex-teammates. A lot of them grew up playing against each other and, you know, with each other throughout Auckland club and school systems. So it's always a really great game. And for me, two teams that are, you know, um, high up there in terms of form and their rosters are both super, super strong. And I feel like we haven't seen them play in such a long time against each other. So I am absolutely looking forward to that one. Hot news off the press. Apparently there is a bit of COVID um, running rampant down in Invercargill. So it's sounding mm -hmm. like the two steel games will not be going ahead this weekend. Um, so keep an eye wow. out on that news coming your way shortly, I believe, which is a real shame because just when we thought we were all done with this, it's now the steel's turn. Yeah. And they were important games too for the Magic, weren't they, to get uh, some, something back into their season? Well, exactly. And the, and the Steel are a team that the Magic um, were probably targeting, to be honest, in terms of player-to-player player on their rosters. Um, yeah, the Magic will definitely be gutted about that. At the same time, gives them an opportunity to go away and just get some really good training in, uh, figure out their, their, I guess, starting seven, find out who their wing attack is going to be and, and give them a bit of time to sort that out. So some silver linings there for the Magic. Okay, Storm, uh, can I ask you about a, the Australian competition that runs uh, over there at the moment? Are you able to keep track of that? Do you know what? I, I usually do, and I'm going to start when I just have a little bit more time in the day because with it being a Commonwealth Games year, obviously I've got a lot more interest in how the Aussie teams are going and what's happening in that competition because I want to see how the Diamonds are going to be shaping up. Um, but I struggle with the competition study because they have the two-point rule over there, which is obviously not a thing in international netball and not a thing we do here. So um, I watch it when I need to, uh, but it's not my favourite competition in the world. Um, but in saying that, I do need to stay clued up given it is the Com Games year. So, yeah, I will be firing up my Spark Sport account to watch that one for sure. And that's one of the reasons I asked you, because it's uh, 99 days today until those Commonwealth Games begin um, in the Birmingham area. Uh, and I, I just wonder whether we're solving any problems or so, solving any selection issues, etc. as you look on to our comp. Yeah, it, it's a tough one at the moment because we've got a few players, key players out with injury. Um, Jane Watson down that defensive end, uh, she's leaving a huge hole in that circle. But uh, luckily for Dame Nolling, Toto at Kelly Jury is on absolute fire. I think she's been MVP for the Pulse just about every week in this competition. So... 
she's going to fill that void that Jane Watson has left, so that's very exciting. Um, the other one we're kind of sweating on is Amelia Anacanasio down the other end of the court. She's just returned from having her second child and has slowly been mm. working her way back to full game pace. Um, and I believe she played her first full game of the season for the Magic over the weekend. Obviously not a great match to kind of judge how she's going um, off just yet, but there is 99 days to go. And, you know, Meals is, has been a Silverstone's captain and she's one of those players you'd almost think that even if she was on one leg, Daniels would probably still select her. So I will be keeping an eye on her progress over the rest of the season. Um, our midcourt is always looking pretty solid. Um, it just feels like we haven't played international netball in so long. So the Com Games is going to be a really, really interesting watch. And leading into that, Storm, did I hear that there's uh, some sort of um, a lead-up sort of tournament or lead-up opportunities for, for Dame Nolan to get things in order? I'm not 100% sure if anything is totally being locked in to the calendar just yet, but I know what um, Dame Knowles and the selectors are doing this year is running a trials camp. So instead of just selecting a team based on their ANZ premiership form, as the Ferns have done in the past, they're actually holding a week-long camp where they will run lines and different combinations and have full-blown trials, which is really interesting and uh, probably not a bad move. Um, I think in netball these days, we're seeing the importance of combinations and also the importance of being able to use anyone off your bench at any time. So to see how different players play with um, different pairs in the defensive circle and the shooting circle, I think that's going to be really important for Knowles and the selectors. So there may be some players selected in this Com Games team that may not have had the best ANZ Premiership season, and that might confuse a few people, but it's all about combinations and who can do the job that is required when needed. So, again, another you know selection that I'm really interested in. And, um, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see who steps up at these trials and who gets the call-up. Yeah, that's a uh, long time since I've seen trials being that, that quite uh, influential <laughs> know, in right? the international... <laughs> yeah, it is. It's quite crazy. Hey, listen, we're, uh, folks, we are listening to Storm Purvis, and uh, from 4 o'clock this afternoon, I'm led to believe, we will be listening to Storm Purvis again on the run home with uh, the all-rounder, the greatest all-rounder the station possesses in Ricardo Ball. That's a, a really cool combo. Uh, and what, uh, can you give us a preview to what you might have on this afternoon? Do you know what? I absolutely cannot give you a preview at all. I'm going to waltz in at about 3 o'clock, to be honest. And Manaya and Ricardo are going to sit me down and say, right, we're talking about this, this, this and this, and I'm just going to have to go with it. I'm, I'm sitting in my Crowd Goes Wild office at the moment trying to get a show ready for tomorrow night, and I've... I'm all over the show. I know we'll be talking about sports, Smithy. Is that good enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. I, I think that's not a bad option, actually, uh, to be fair. So, uh, Storm, uh, we'll let you get back to the, C uh, the Crowd Goes Wild, CGW. Uh, then we look forward to hearing you today uh, later on on the run home. Good luck with putting that show together. Uh, look forward to those games of netball over the next long weekend coming up this weekend. Thanks for your time this morning. Fantastic. Thanks, Smithy. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.